0: You're listening to the d Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Radio Show. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald. It is great to have you with us here again. Well, today we get to talk about an exciting recreational opportunity for all of us, whether we live in eastern Oregon or southwestern Idaho, something that's right in the middle, right in the middle, right between Pendleton and Twin Falls that we can all come over and do. And I've wanted to do this for a while. I've driven highway 95 several times and looked down and seen this great trail and this summer we are going to get out there and we hope you will too so today's show is all about the weezer river trail and it is a rails to trails trail so it's an old railroad that's been converted into a hiking and biking and equestrian trail and it goes through some absolutely diverse and beautiful country. And today we get to speak with the vice president of the Friends of the Weezer River Trail, Gail Bure Poorman, and she's going to talk to us all about the history, the development of the trail. She gets me sidetracked talking about how she and her husband rode their tandem bicycle across the country, and we're going to talk a lot about what you should expect and some of the ways to make riding the Weezer River Trail or biking it, hiking it, riding horses on it, how to make it a very pleasurable experience and some of the services and the spots that you're going to want to stop and see along the way. So we hope you'll all find your way out there this summer and enjoy some of the great recreational opportunities we have out here in the West. And we'll have that coming up for you here in just a moment. Gail, thank you so much for joining me today. Pleasure to speak with you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this opportunity to talk about the Weezer River Trail.
0: Well, me too. I'm excited. Bike riding is something I really enjoy, and I know you can do more than bike riding on the Weezer River Trail, but that's kind of what comes to mind when I think about it, and and my wife and I intend to get up there this year, so I'm excited for that. Now, where are you talking to us from today?
1: I'm talking to you from my home in Meridian.
0: Okay. So actually, you're, you're down here near Boise, kind of near me. I'm in CUNA, uh, but you're involved with the Weezer River Trail all the way out in Weezer.
1: That is correct. My husband and I also have a second home up in Cambridge, and that's how we got involved with the Weezer River Trail.
0: Very good. Okay. Well, speaking of that and speaking of your husband, I always kind of start off our shows just by having our guests just introduce themselves to us and to the audience so our audience knows who they're listening to. Can you just tell us a little bit about you and, and what your life looks like?
1: Sure. My husband and I are both engineers. We worked for Hewlett-Packard and Micron in the Boise Valley, and we are very avid uh, bicycle riders. We ride our tandem bicycle and and single bikes. We've ridden our tandem bicycle three times across the United States of America, (laughs) coast to coast. We do lots of bike riding. We, we ride all over the world. And uh, we got involved with the Weezer River Trail because of our interest in cycling. But I I do want to say that the Weezer River Trail is more than just a bicycle trail. There's, there's lots of other opportunities for using the trail.
0: Oh, my goodness. I could do just an entire episode or two with you about your bicycling adventures <laughs> with your husband. I've got to tell you, my, my wife has suggested we get a tandem bike multiple times, and I have resisted it and resisted it, uh, but you guys went all the way across the country. Did you say three times?
1: Yes, and it's an amazing experience. My husband and I have been together for almost 35 years, and when we first bought our, our first tandem, it was custom built for us in Seattle. Mm-hmm and the owner of the bike shop said this will be a very good test of your marriage it was <laughs> it was uh, it was very early in our marriage and um it's great we absolutely love riding the tandem together but it does take a lot of coordination and agreement let's put it that way <laughs>
0: Well, that is great. Now, I could, like I said, I could park on this just for a while. Did you did you and your husband did you do the the ride across the country was it supported or or were you self-supported?
1: The first time we did it, we were self-supported. It took us 57 days with five rest days and we went 4011 miles and um Visited family along the way. We we did the northern route, and it was just mm-hmm. it was just a fantastic adventure. Uh, we I, I can't say enough about how fun it was to do. Since then, our our latest we we got a new tandem. It's a one of those tandems, a decoupler tandem, one that you can take apart because it's easier to travel with. Okay, and uh, that we did the southern route just last fall with with that bike.
0: Okay. Now you're you're talking about the northern route and the southern route. I happen to know about these because uh, I, I'm addicted to a website called Crazy Guy on a Bike. Is that a website that you've been on, or have you done a journal on there?
1: Uh, we haven't. We created our own blog uh-huh. for it um, for for our adventures. And it uh, the the last one. I don't know if you want to see the blog. It's it's pretty interesting. It's um called Four Spokes and a Flat. Okay. at blogspot.com <laughs> we we actually did the this last trip with uh with another gentleman and um uh, did the southern route that it, it wasn't quite as long it was about 2500 miles
0: okay and so when you're talking about the northern route and southern routes you're talking about the routes put together by the adventure cycle association is that right
1: that's correct. Okay. That's
0: correct. So I, I have a farm in Cuna and I don't have the time to do those rides, but I dream about doing those rides, even though it, it seems crazy. And I've done some overnighters, uh just I've ridden like from Cuna out to Homedale or out to Celebration Park and camped overnight and come back self supported. But to do what you've done, I've got that on my my radar for some, some point in the future. That is really cool that you've done that.
1: Yeah. It's really neat. It's it's kind of interesting the first time we did it was in 1990 and it was real really a novelty back then Mm -hmm. i mean i i can remember going through little towns in oh south dakota and uh, places north where people would spread the word from town to town that we were coming through Uh and there'd be a little reception at the beginning of the town and little kids would meet us and kind of escort us through the little town and we were actually interviewed by several newspapers along the way. It, it was really fun back that far, but now it's so common. I mean, people yeah. ride their bikes across the country. It's very commonplace now, and it's still a lot of fun. You meet amazing people, and, and it's still a great adventure, but it's not quite the novelty that it was back sure. in the in the early 90s. Well, that is- but, but I do have it, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful way to restore your faith in the American people because people are friendly and helpful and, and just it's so open to you when you're on a bicycle.
0: Well, that's very cool. And I'm, I'm spending so much time on this because there's probably quite a few people listening that don't realize that, that one of the most talked about and one of the most challenging stretches of the, the trans American bicycle trail runs through Idaho.
1: Oh, okay, yes. Uh, it runs right through Cambridge, uh-huh. uh, where, where we had our second home.
0: Yeah, through Cambridge, and then you've got to go and climb the White Bird Pass on the trail, too, don't you?
1: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we actually did a little bit northern, different route when we did it um, the first couple of times. We started off Wigby Island in Washington mm-hmm. and went through northern Idaho oh, okay. rather than rather
0: than going to Cambridge got you know. it okay well you've been to Cambridge before obviously
1: yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well let's do this I need to take a commercial break I, this episode's supposed to be about the Weezer River Trail but I got so sidetracked with your cross-country bicycling that I've taken up a whole segment on that so when we come back let's talk about that beautiful trail up there okay
1: thank you okay
2: Wrangler is made for those who roll with the times. Stop by D&B Supply for summer looks that fit in anywhere life takes you. With a modern take on iconic Western style, Wrangler has new styles and great fits in shorts, tees, dresses, and more. For everyday life and epic moments, Wrangler is always ready to roll. Some things never go out of style. For classic wardrobe staples that stand the test of time, get your Wrangler wear at D&B Supply.
3: Get charged up for your garden work this spring with the all-new HSA-25 battery-powered garden shears from Steele. Available at your favorite d supply for just 119 these shears are perfect for detail-oriented trimming, making it easier than ever to make quick work of all your garden projects. And with a name like Steel, you can trust they'll last season after season. So head to d and and trim down your spring to-do list with the first-ever battery-powered garden shears from Steel. All
0: right, Gail. Well, I guess we better get to the topic of today's episode. So let's talk about the Weezer River Trail, and for, for anybody out there who is not familiar with what we're talking about. Can you just kind of tell us what it is?
1: Yes. The Weezer River Trail is a rails to trails conversion sponsored by the Rails to Trail Conservancy and owned by the Friends of the Weezer River Trail. We manage it and maintain it as a multiple-use trail for non-motorized recreational use, and it's open to the public.
0: So non-motorized. So obviously bicycling, hiking, jogging, does that include horses as well?
1: Yes, it does. Absolutely. Walkers, hikers, cyclists, and equestrians. And most people, I I see a lot of people walking their families along the trail in the little towns it passes through. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of bicycles, bicycling is is very popular. But we we also have a a, a lot of equestrians as well.
0: Okay, got it. Now, who are or what is the Friends of the Weezer River Trail?
1: Okay, I'd, I'd like to go into a little bit of history, if I could, with sure. you, because it's easy to understand how we came into being and exactly who we are as, a, as an organization. Yeah. So the Pacific and Idaho Northern Railroad had a rail line in the early 1930s. It was originally built to haul freight for the mining operations from the Seven Devils. The Union Pacific Railroad bought this line from PNIN in 1936 and 90% of the freight that was hauled was lumber and chips from, from the sawmills in Tamarack, Council, Cambridge, and Midvale. Passenger service was part of this, this operation, but not as much as, as the lumber mill operation service. So the Union Pacific sold the rail line to Idaho Northern and Pacific in 1993, mm-hmm. but UP retained the property and salvage rights. So, INP, a lot of people get confused. It's Idaho Northern and Pacific Railroad, different from the Pacific and Idaho Northern Railroad, which were the original okay. starters of the railroad. But anyway, IN&P continued, but the UP Union Pacific retained the property and salvage rights of the rail line. So INNP continued operations until November 1995 when the council saw milk closed down. And then IN&P filed for abandonment of this rail line. The rail line sat idle until about 1996. So the Friends of the Weezer River Trail is a group of volunteers who organized in 1996 as a 501c3 nonprofit organization to receive the rail corridor from Union Pacific. Mm-hmm. And they did this under an act of Congress. It was the 1983 Rails to Trails Act of Congress, also known as the Rail Banking Act. So in August of 1997, UP granted title and deed to the Friends of the Weezer River Trail. And the reason we had to go to the Union Pacific For this acquisition is because UP had retained the ownership and property and salvage of the railroad. So salvage began in June of 1996 by the Union Pacific Rail Trains and Moors Incorporated. Ten miles of rail were removed at a time and hauled out on long trains through December of 1996 from Midvale North. The great flood of, ni- of January 1997 caused severe damage to the existing track and rail bed. And this company, the Moors Incorporated, had to rebuild the trail bed. This was of great benefit to the newly formed Friends of the Weezer River Trail because it would have been very expensive for for us to repair the rail bed damages. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the history and how we came into being today because we... Were deeded this property, this this rails under the under the uh, Rail Banking Act. We are required under this act to preserve and protect this former railway corridor, and we manage and and maintain it for non-motorized use.
0: So I was just going to clarify um, that. That now is the purview of the Friends of the Weezer River Trail. Now, does your nonprofit does do they own the land now?
1: We own it. That's correct. We we own it. It was deeded to us,
4: mm-hmm.
1: but we are under obligation by the the Rail Banking Act to protect and preserve this rail corridor in case the railroad ever resumes service.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So let's say that the, the lumber mills reopened, mining became active or something like that. They have the option of reestablishing the railroad to service those areas again?
1: That's correct. That's correct. Under, the, under this Rails to Trails Act of Congress and the Rail Bank, all otherwise known as the Rail Bank Banking Act, our charter is to preserve and protect this corridor.
0: Very interesting. I did not realize that they could be turned back into railroads; that they retain that option. Now, is that true for all Rails to Trails type of trails around the country?
1: I'm not entirely certain of that. I, I don't know the specifics of how other organizations obtained the corridor. I, I just am. I'm sorry. I'm just familiar with how the Friends of the Weezer River Trail how that contract was written.
0: Well, that's okay, but that's interesting. I that's something I kind of wondered about and uh and so uh it's a great use for the land right now but if if industry comes back, if those jobs come back to those areas uh then they can reestablish that that line of transporting goods and creating commerce
1: that is correct, and of course all the rails would have to be re rebuilt, yeah because they're not you know, they're not there now. You know.
0: So when you're talking about salvage, you're saying when salvage began, you're talking about a company coming in and, and removing the railroad ties, the spikes, the railroad tracks themselves, and and using them, either recycling them or using them somewhere else?
1: Yes. Um, I'm not sure where else they were used. I just know about the two companies that did the removal. It was the Union Pacific Rail Train and Moore's. Mm-hmm. Incorporated M O R S, and they salvaged the rails and then rebuilt the the trail bed once after the the great floods of '97. There was a lot of damage that occurred to the trail bed itself that mm-hmm. was completely washed out in some areas, especially through the Galloway Canyon area, and that all had to be re rebuilt.
0: Now, I wanted to ask you about that. So, obviously, when they when they salvaged it and they removed all that material you've got you on a railroad track. You've got that raised area that the tracks sit on with all the rock. So was it the railroad or the salvage company that turned that into a rideable trail? Or was that the friends of the Weezer river trail that did
4: that?
1: All of the damaged areas were actually rebuilt by this Moores incorporated company. Okay. And we are now charged with maintaining that once, once it was restored, then we took over, the Friends of the Weezer River Trail took over and have to maintain that. Okay. So when
0: was it first opened? When did the trail have its first, you know, inauguration, I guess?
1: Yeah, I believe it was in late, I wasn't on the board back then, but it was in late 1997 after Union Pacific granted title into the Weeds River
0: Trail. Well, that is great history. And man, there's a lot I didn't know there, but I wondered about. And I'm sure that's repeated around the nation when it comes to these types of projects. Let's
5: take our second break. And when we come back, can we talk some specifics about the trail? Sure. when you love your dogs and cats like members of the family you feed them like family too dish out the best nutrition for your furry dish out the best nutrition for your furry little friends with blue pet food available at DNB supply blue starts every dog and cat food recipe with real meat then adds in garden vegetables and antioxidant rich fruit blue pet food does not contain artificial flavors colors or preservatives plus there's never any corn wheat or soy and no chicken or poultry byproduct meals for every four-legged member of your family stop on by dnb supply for blue pet food food.
2: When weeds take over your lawn, you can crab about it or you can pick up BioAdvanced All-in-One Weed and Crabgrass Killer at D&B Supply. Just spray, then say goodbye to over 200 listed broadleaf and grassy weeds, all without harming your lawn when applied as directed. The ready-to-use BioAdvanced All-in-One Weed and Crabgrass Killer also includes a non-staining red marker that fades with sunlight to show treated weeds. Pick up a bottle at D&B and enjoy a weed-free lawn in no time.
0: All right, Gail. Well, here we are. We're in the third segment and I haven't even asked you where the trail begins and where it ends. Tell everybody where the starting and the stopping points are.
1: Okay. The starting places are West Pine Trailhead at mile marker 87.5. Now that's about four miles south of New Meadows. That's the start point. And it ends at the old railroad depot in Weezer. So the total length is about 86 miles.
0: Wow. So a good stretch that can be done in one long day, a couple shorter days, or multiple trips out there to the trail to try different segments, obviously.
1: Yes. We actually have a couple of ride, uh, bicycle rides, and uh, I can talk about event, other events that we have a, a little later. But it's mostly done in two days if you want to ride the entire
4: mm-hmm.
1: length of the trail it's it's a long couple of days.
0: Now, what kind of scenery and habitat will people be seeing as they go along? Obviously, it's going to be diverse, coming all the way from New Meadows down to Weezer.
1: That's one of the beauties of the Weezer River Trail. Is we start up north in the alpine woods, and it runs the the trail runs along the river for pretty much the whole length of the trail. So you start up in the woods, and you ride through the river corridor, through the uh, farming and ranching areas of Council and Cambridge. And then after Midvale, you wind up in the high desert canyon of what we call the Galloway Canyon.
0: And you're talking about starting in New Meadows. Does the trail have a designated direction or can you go either direction you want?
1: You can go either direction you want, but because it is an old railroad corridor mm-hmm. it's gradually downhill if you go <laughs> if you start south of new meadows and end up in Weezer. sure we do most of our other than the uh, wagon train event we pretty much go from north to south
0: so it's it's obviously going to be a little bit easier riding when you're going downhill
1: it's railroad grade which means that you know, just less than a percent grade all the way down.
0: Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, what kind of wildlife can people expect to see when they're out on the trail?
1: Very diverse and very much, very beautiful. We have, of course, elk, deer, wild turkeys, a, a wide range of birds. Uh, there's an occasional bear and mountain lion. Oh, badgers! Just every kind of wonderful wildlife that that is available in Idaho, I think the trail sports that.
0: And when it comes to the riding, I'm sure there are various surfaces that you're riding over. What kind of, I guess, terrain are you going to be riding over as you go, the the extent of the trail?
1: It's a compacted gravel surface. So, except through the towns uh, that it passes through, Mm -hmm. there's about a, a mile and a half of pavement through the towns of Council, Cambridge, and then once you get into Weezer. And also in Midvale, that's our newest paved portion through the town of Midvale. Okay. But otherwise, it's it's compacted gravel. It's suitable for mountain bikes or for bikes with the wider tires, but I don't recommend people carry a lot of gear. It tends to be pretty bouncy and hard to ride if you ha- if you're, have a heavily loaded bike.
0: So mountain bikes for sure uh wider tires, but when it comes to touring type bikes, if you don't have wide tires, then it's probably going to be more difficult in that gravel
1: yeah it, it is compacted gravel, and it's there's some sections where the gravel is fairly large, and we're working to to resurface some of those areas but um yeah we we had one gentleman who was doing the cross country trans-country bicycle ride last summer and he went from Cambridge up to council on the trail and he was heavily loaded and had a lot of problems. So mm-hmm. so we really, we, we tried to persuade people that this is a day ride type thing where you carry your water and, you know, a little food and stuff, but don't, don't try to overload yourself because it, it gets pretty bouncy.
0: Now, along those same lines, if you wanted to do it over the course of a couple of days and you wanted to either camp or stay in a hotel halfway down or a third of the way down or something like that, are those options available?
1: Absolutely. We own a hundred foot corridor so 50 feet on either side, you can camp anywhere you like. Camping is completely open. However, we, we have several places where there's facilities mm-hmm. for people. And one of them is, is at our new Y campground. And there it's set up for uh, nine RV sites with water and electrical hookups. And we also have tent camping sites that are wheelchair accessibles. There you can find a, a vault toilet, fire rings, picnic tables, and horse corrals. So that's, that's our newest addition, and, and um, that one is up near the Tamarack Mill. Okay. Sawmill. And again, you can camp anywhere you want to, but for those folks that want a little nicer place to stay, there's also a trailside RV and bicycle park in Council.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then in Cambridge... Uh, a favorite place to stay is at the Mundo Hot Springs, which is just a just like it's off the trail, but it's maybe a couple miles off the trail okay or the Frontier motel also offers lodging and then in midvale there's the trailhead guest house.
0: Well, if carrying all of your gear is not recommended on the trail because it's bumpy and the gravel can get deep or something like that, how do most people do that if they want to ride it and and do an overnight or camp along the way? How do they take care of those logistics with the gear?
1: I think most people travel fairly light if they're planning on camping, especially in the southern part of the uh, trail because that goes through a very remote area called the, the Galloway Canyon area. Mm-hmm. And there they you you pretty much have to carry your own water or a water filter. And we we highly recommend that if you're going to to do that section of the trail to do it very early in the season or late because it gets very hot and there's no water other than the river. You have to filter your own water. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, uh, most people, I, I have heard of some folks camping and and they probably just have a lightweight tent and and a a light sleeping bag or whatever something light it's -hmm. it's like you want to think about it as being like a backpacking trip and how much how much gear are you willing to carry on your back well it's similar on your bike
0: all right well this is exciting let's take another break and let's get in let's get even deeper into this when
5: we come back all right
1: all right sounds great thank you
5: Feeding your pets lifelong health starts with science, and that's exactly what's behind Hill Science Diet. Made by vets, scientists, and nutritionists, Hill Science Diet offers biology-based nutrition for all pets with formulas for every age, size, and special requirement or need, like joint health and weight loss, that create differences you can see, feel, and trust. No wonder it's the number one veterinarian recommended pet food. So pick up Hill Science Diet at d Supply today.
2: It's time to power up your plans for summer fun by picking up a Honda generator at D&B Supply. Available in a variety of configurations, you know you can rely on a Honda generator for the long haul because it's a Honda. Get staying power for RVing, camping, tailgating, and other off-the-grid fun. Even use it as a convenient, reliable backup for outages at home. Designed to power your adventures in life, grab a Honda generator today at your favorite D&B supply.
0: Well, Gail, that's interesting about the camping and, and the surfaces. Let me ask you, when it comes to riding a bike, and I guess we, should, we shouldn't we should just be focusing on riding a bike. You and I are biased that way, but we should be talking about hiking and jogging and all of that as well. But what kind of skill levels would you recommend for folks who want to, to do a trip on this trail?
1: Skill levels as far as um, hiking. I think people just need to be prepared with, with like I say, a water filter and water and, and lightweight gear. You know, it, be cautious of rattlesnakes. There are rattlesnakes, especially through the Galloway Canyon area.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And if they're traveling by bicycle and want to do camping and and not uh, stay in in the towns along the way. You know, carry things that um, you can repair your own bicycle tires with. We're doing a lot of work to maintain the, the puncture vine, <laughs> the biker's devil, right along the trail. But uh, the, the, one needs to be prepared to be able to fix a flat tire, for instance. And then, you know, hiking again, just carry lots of water. We had one lady that did a hike on the trail through the Galloway Canyon. She did it in the early summer and it got very hot and she had her dog with her. And of course the dog got little pebbles in its paws and mm-hmm. had a lot of trouble. And we ended up having to go in and rescue her because especially the, the Canyon area, the lower stretch from Midvale South to Weezer is, is remote There's no access other than by the the trail or by a river, Mm -hmm. and one just needs to be prepared for remote conditions. There's no cell service, so you know, put your leave your cell phones at home, (laughs) (laughs) and it just is. It's it's. I think that's one of my favorite things about the Weezer River Trail. Is it is a wild, relatively wild experience. You're out there in the in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, there's just not a lot of help. There are a few, uh, some of our neighbors that will help you out, you know, the landowners along the trail that, that will help you out. But be prepared for, a um, you know, a, a back-to-nature experience.
0: Well, that sounds great. And uh, along the way, are there notable stops or historical markers or historical spots or anything like that that you'd like to point out for folks?
1: We have a lot. All of our trestles, we have over 60 60- railroad trestles that we've restored, and they each have a little sign, mile, mile post sign that gives the elevation and the uh, mile marker for how, how far they are from, from Weezer. Weezer is considered mile zero or one. Okay. And then... The towns along the way, in council, there is a a historical museum that's very interesting, and there's the rail museum, and then there's also a small railroad display for the Pacific and Idaho Northern Railroad. Also, in Goodrich, after you leave council, in Goodrich, there's an old schoolhouse and uh, some historical markers there that that are interesting, and then... Cambridge and, of course, Midvale have, have their own little unique, they're just small towns. So mm-hmm. there's lots of history in, in each of those little towns.
0: Now, I was reading on your website, and it stated that the trail gives access to over 16,000 acres of public lands or federal and, and state lands that are otherwise inaccessible. So... Are people using the trail to get into public areas that they would not otherwise be able to reach? Or is it just that you're going through these vast areas of public ground?
1: Well, that's probably one of the, the beauties, like I say, of of the Weezer River Trail is that it does give access to these areas that are inaccessible. And that is especially true south of Midvale to the Presley Trailhead, which is um, 10 miles north of Weezer. That's through the stretch of, of what we call the Galloway Canyon. Mm-hmm. It's only accessible by the trail or by floating the river, the Weezer River. Okay. And um, it's just it's the only way to get in there and appreciate things the way they were, you know, before the white man came, before the railroads came through. And it's it's a very beautiful experience uh, and that's that's I think that's where most of the public, all of our neighbors there are are pub is, is the public land.
0: Now that stretch that you're recommending that you do in the in the spring or the fall because of the heat. If somebody just wants to do that stretch, like they wanted to run out, you know this this weekend and do it before it gets super hot. If they wanted to go and start do that stretch and then end at Weezer, where would they get on the trail? Where would you recommend they begin?
1: In Midvale. There's there's markers there, but you can also stop in at the at the Midvale Merck, and they can tell you exactly where to to get onto the trail. Okay. And the, also, we are one of our new facilities there. We have a restroom that's very obvious. It's right on the trail in the in the center of town of of Midvale. Okay. But if you get on there, and and again, pack plenty of water or or a filter.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's about 22 miles. The Galloway Canyon area, where there's there's just no other access, okay. and you'll end up at uh, our Presley trailhead, where there is water and uh, potable water, and and there's a, a rest area there, a toilet, and uh, parking. So if you wanted, I would say start in Midvale and end up at Presley or in Weezer. You can go the extra ten miles to Weezer. Okay. So you're looking you're looking at about a 32 to 35 mile ride from Midvale to, to Weezer. And I think you can talk to the folks at the Midvale Merc. I'm not sure if they would offer shuttle service or not. I, I, we, used to have, we used to have a company, oh yeah, because you really if you park in Weezer, mm-hmm. you want to find someone that will give you a ride up to Midvale so that you can be at your car when you end up in Weezer. And You might talk to the Colonial Motel in Weezer because he used to, the owner there used to provide shuttle service, but he could probably direct you as to someone that could provide you a shuttle. So you can leave your car in Weezer and then start in Midvale.
0: So that was going to be one of the questions I had for you. If there were any companies or any outfitters that were renting equipment or helping people to accomplish these rides or even guiding uh, rides or hikes or anything like that, are those the extent of it, or are there other companies on different stretches that may do that?
1: Definitely the uh, Trailside RV and Bicycle Park in Council, Will provide shuttle service for for most stretches okay, especially the northern stretch, and then the frontier motel in Cambridge offers shuttle service so it, yeah the, i I think that our our difficulty is uh, again i I would suggest people talk to the F- colonial motel in Weezer because thats that's probably our one weak link is getting from if you leave a vehicle in Weezer mm-hmm. to get up to Midvale, but certainly I think if you went up to Cambridge, of course then see then you've got your you'd have to ride. You could do it that way. You could go up to Cambridge, talk to the folks at the Frontier Motel,
4: mm-hmm. and
1: then but then you they take you down to you and your bicycle down to Weezer to go north. But then you're going north to south, which or south to north which is a, you're going uphill right but it's not that much it's, it's railroad <laughs> so that, that's probably the easiest i would recommend okay. talking to the folks in the north part and and doing from south to north
0: all right well let's take our final break and when we come back i want to ask you about any events and things like that going on up there this season
3: Okay, great. It's a pretty super life here at DMB Supply, even for dogs and cats, because we now carry Wildology, the only pet food with Superlife Pro, a live probiotic blended with superfoods. Wildology is filled with the good stuff your pet needs to support a healthy body and immune system, like wholesome proteins kale chia seeds and blueberries because a healthy pet makes for a happy pet unleash your pet's superpower and pick up wildology cat and dog food at your favorite dnb supply
5: it's lawn care season and that means a return to the battle with unwanted weeds dnb supply makes your lawn and garden shoot out simple with orthos ready to spray we'd be gone Weed Be Gone Weed Killer is guaranteed to kill weeds to the roots. Plus, with the convenience of ready-to-spray packaging, you can arm yourself and kill over 250 weeds easier than ever. So make your battle with weeds a breeze with Ortho's Weed Be Gone. Available at your favorite D&B supply. All
0: right, Gail. Well, before I forget, I've got one more question before we talk about events. And that is, do you have a favorite stretch of this trail?
1: Oh boy, that's that's hard for me to say. I <laughs> I have done the entire the entire trail in a couple of days, and it's just so varied and beautiful. It's it's so different. The north part is cool and shady, and I love that part in mm-hmm. the in the summertime. But but I love the Galloway Canyon area too, south of Midvale, because it is remote and it's like going back in time. You know, you're back there. You feel you almost feel like a pioneer, going seeing this country for the first time,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and it's it, it, it's so unique and special. And I I love the whole trail, but I I guess I would have to say that the Galloway is is my favorite, simply because you get away from all the hassles of of life, and and just you're back with. Uh, just nature and how things used to be before the white man came.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, let's talk about events. So what events are coming up here for the summer?
1: Okay. We've already missed our 50K Ultra and Relay Runners Race. That happens in uh, every year. It's in in late April, okay. right around the time of Ruby Creek. But that's a very, very popular runners race for, for uh, folks that are runners. Our upcoming event is the Wagon Train, historical Wagon Train ride. That's on May 24th through the 27th. And that gives folks an opportunity to ride a wagon train. Like I I was just telling you about going back in time, they can ride on a a wagon train. And they, they usually go from Weezer North up to the Goodrich area camping. And they have a big cookout. And it's just a wonderful event for the equestrians and our so in for, our,
0: for that event, people listening to the show, they that's this weekend, they need to get out there this weekend.
1: That's right. And they need to, if they're at all interested, they need to go to our website. And I, I can give you the sure the website, it's just Weezer River org, And there's information about the wagon train ride.
0: So that's going on this weekend. And then what do we have coming up after that?
1: Okay, and then is our spring bike ride. And that's going to be June 1st. And um, that we show your bicycles and we feed you. And it's it's a, a wonderful ride. It's a it's a two-part ride. You can ride from the northmost point there south of New Meadows to Council
4: mm-hmm.
1: for 28 miles. Or you can continue on after lunch to uh, Cambridge for, for a 48-mile total ride. And that's coming up. On June 1st, and registration is at Blue Circle Sports, and that's, that's a real popular ride. And we, we shuttle you, we shuttle the bicycles and people, and we feed you along the way. It's also a family ride. It's not a race, I should emphasize. <laughs> that. Okay. And then our second ride is called the October Trek, and that's October 5th and 6th, and there people have the opportunity to ride the entire trail. We overnight people at the Mundo Hot Springs in Cambridge, serve you a wonderful meal, and we provide the lunches both on Saturday and Sunday and a breakfast on Sunday morning. So that's, that's another great, great ride and experience. The whole trail, it's in the fall, so you're, you're nice and cool to go through the Galloway Canyon area. Mm-hmm. And the registration for that is also at Blue Circle Sport. You would register online at bluecirclesports.com. That's our online registration. I do accept a few late registrations for the June ride that's coming up, you know, in a a few weeks. But again, I I prefer if people register online, then I have a more accurate count for participants for lunches and such.
0: Okay, and I bet that October ride, you have some beautiful colors up there, I would assume.
1: That is wonderful. That's another favorite time of year to, to ride. Um, lots of beautiful colors. There's lots of, generally, the apples are wonderful along the trail, wild apples. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, that's, that's a fun time. And, and it, people love camping out at the Mundo Hot Springs and dipping in the hot pool there and get a nice meal. It, that, that's, that's a real fun, fun ride.
0: Well, now, how, how do you pay for all this? How do you fund this organization?
1: Our, our money comes from, memberships and major donors and some grants that we apply for. One of our big fundraisers is the Boise Open Golf Tournament, and that's a wonderful fundraiser for us because our fundraising, all of the tickets that we sell are matched by a major donor. So if you buy a $25 ticket, it turns into $50 for us. Okay. Idaho Gives, of course, that's a great fundraiser for us. And then our events, and we also have an endowment through the Idaho Community Foundation that people can donate to. And all of these things are are really important for us. As I think I mentioned, all of us are volunteers. The Friends of the Weezer River Trail are all volunteers. We have no staff, so the board members do all of the work. (laughs) And uh, with the exception of our weed manager, he, he is our only paid staff person. Mm -hmm. And he does a a great job of of maintaining the trail. But it's especially important to us this year because during the flood, this recent flood of the Weezer River in, in late April, one of our trestles, it was called the Lortz Trestle, was completely washed out. So we're going to have to apply for grants and do some major fundraising to rebuild that trestle.
0: So is that part of the trail then inaccessible right now because the trestle was washed out?
1: That's correct. It's just south of Starkey Hot Springs. And there's about two and a half miles of trail that are are just going to be inaccessible because of this washout. Yeah.
0: So anybody riding through there, is there a detour set up or what do they need to do if they want to they want to start to the north of that or to the south and, and go through that area?
1: There's actually two detours right now. One of them is because the Idaho Department of Transportation is rebuilding what we call the the Rainbow Bridge on Highway 95. Mm-hmm. So people will be will have to detour around that area and there's there's going to be signs and people that will the construction workers will help you identify where to go around. But basically people are going to have to, to go around this blown out trestle, the North trestle. They'll have to get onto the Fruitvale Glendale road and there'll be signs, but they'll have to get on this uh, road to go around to the Fruitvale, the old Fruitvale store and then get back on the trail. So there's a, there's a couple of major detours this year.
0: So major detour, but obviously this reinforces the point that this is publicly funded, and and that's an ongoing thing for your organization and for this great trail.
1: Absolutely, we we count on our members, we count on grants that we can that we can get, and and then of course we always have a matching amount of dollars that we have to apply to the grant. The um, yeah, other fundraisers, our events, all of these things are what fund this. Very unique and beautiful trail, and we just ask people become members. That's mm-hmm. that's so big for us.
0: Well, Gail, for people who want more information, I'm assuming WeezerRiverTrail.org, that is the place for them to go?
1: That's the best place, and there's also a couple other websites I can guide you to. www.kotato, so it's K-O-T-A-H-O dot com. Okay. And then there's the americantrails.org.
0: And those, those will give you more information about the Weezer River Trail, and I'm assuming other trails as well.
1: Yes, the americantrails.org is, is a national uh, recreational trail website. And I, I forgot to mention, too, that in 2010, the Weezer River Trail is now a national recreational trail. That's a big deal.
0: Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on, but also thank you to you and your husband and, and all the other volunteers that have worked so hard to give everybody here in Idaho and Eastern Oregon this wonderful recreational opportunity.
1: Come out and ride the trail. See you on the trail, as we say.
0: Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you
4: define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.